Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Pats Cast. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Newman, and I'm here to bring you episode five of the Pats Cast leading up to the Patriots matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. So, first thing I'll do is uh, bring you back up to speed with some minor things that have happened with the roster, as well as some quick injury news, and then dive right into some of the, the matchups you'll see in Sunday's game against the Chiefs. So, first of all, just as a reminder, when the Patriots placed center David Andrews and linebacker Josh Uchi on injured reserve, that, that freed up two roster spots. One of those ahead of last week's game went to offensive lineman James Ferentz. Now, he did not play on Sunday, but he was given a roster spot. He's still there. That did, however, leave one more open active roster spot. As of now, they have not filled that. Uh, last week, they elevated defensive lineman Nick Thurman and wide receiver Isaiah Zuber from the practice squad to the game day roster, but that's different than the the main 53-man roster. You can activate two players from the practice squad each week if you choose to. They, since that game, have gone back down to the practice squad. The Patriots also signed cornerback Michael Jackson to the practice squad earlier this week. They released two players in the practice squad, wide receiver Mason Kidsey and defensive lineman Xavier Williams, who had actually been a game day active earlier in the season. Um, And they were replaced with offensive lineman Jordan Roos and today linebacker Michael Pinckney. Uh, Just just some minor things there. None of those guys, I don't I don't necessarily expect them to be game day actives or anything like that. Potentially um, Zuber or Thurman again, but the rest I I wouldn't expect. Um, Going through, as I mentioned, uh, injuries leading up to Sunday's game, the Chiefs are almost completely healthy. The only injured player they have is granted it is an important one but it's defensive tackle Chris Jones who's has a groin injury and he will be questionable uh Jones being probably the second best pass rushing defensive tackle in the league only behind Aaron Donald he just got a uh, sizable contract extension this um this past offseason. Um, so he, he's going to be there for the long call. He's a very important piece for them. And he is, he, he'll be going into the game at less than 100% if he even plays, which does matter. He, however, is the, the, um, the only injured player they have. Everyone else is full go. For the Patriots, they will be without special teamer Cody Davis who um, suffered a rib injury last week. There's some talk that he may even wind up going on, on injured reserve. That's obviously something that will be decided down the road, but that's a possibility. There are five other players that I'd consider starters, if not uh, 
guys that at least get heavy reps. Uh, running back Sony Michelle has a quad injury. Julian Edelman a knee. Isaiah Wynn and Shaq Mason both have calf injuries, and Adam Butler with a shoulder. All of them are questionable. Uh, it's one of those deals where it, it, it might wind up the same as last week where guys are banged up, but they end up playing. I, I don't think, if I recall, I don't think the Patriots sat out a single player due to injury last week, and they had, I think, six players go into the game questionable. It's a similar situation this week. I I don't think any of them necessarily sit. Edelman had this same injury the last two weeks and played. Isaiah Wynn played through it for the most part, this past week. Uh, they've all, Adam Butler, I think, as well. Uh, it's, they're, they're lingering things, but things that can be, at this point, played through, I, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that, because I could end up being wrong. But I'd expect most, if not all, of them to play. Um, in, a, in addition, something I, I didn't mention, uh, leading into, getting get into all of this, but... Since it's now going into week four, that means that any player that was placed on IR entering the season has now sat out three weeks and is eligible to practice and even be activated onto the uh, the 53-man roster. Um, I have seen that running back Damian Harris... Wide receiver Gunnar Olszewski, they have both practiced earlier this week. Neither one of them have been placed on the active roster. They have, there's time before that has to happen, but I, either way, I, I don't necessarily think they will. The, the Patriots will have the option, all teams do, that um, you have up to 21 days from when players start practicing again coming off IR to to place them on the active roster. So that they have plenty of time. Um, and at this point, there isn't a huge need for any of them, even including Harris or Olszewski, uh, given that, I mean, Harris, even if he came back, would be... With, with it looking as well like James White will play, um, he would... Uh, Harris would be no more probably than the fourth running back on the depth chart. So there's really no reason to rush him back. And Olszewski, similar situation with him at wide receiver, he might be able to return kicks and or punts just um, as soon as he returns. But, I mean, even that, they have a fairly decent grasp on, whether it's J.J. Taylor or even Kyle Duggar, they, they've at least shown they're capable. So there's no reason to rush him back either. Haven't seen nose tackle Bo Allen or um, offensive tackle Yadni Kajust practicing yet. So ob- obviously they wouldn't be activated yet either. Um, but again, the Patriots do have an open roster spot if they wanted to um, activate really either Harris or Olszewski. Um, so we'll, we'll obviously, we'll see what happens there. I wouldn't necessarily expect it, though, as I've kind of alluded to. Um, so just in terms of guys that are healthy and how they'll match up against the Chiefs, because that's what's 
that's what's really probably most interesting heading into Sunday. Um, I, I talked a good bit about, at the end of my last episode, the Chiefs' offense and how, the, uh, how, how Belichick and the, the Patriots could look to, uh, to take away some of the Chiefs' weapons there. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, and again, I, I, I feel like I, I made it pretty clear in my last episode, but I'm pretty sure that Tyree Kill will be guarded by Jonathan Jones and a safety likely Devin McCourty. That's the way they've handled Hill the last at least two years, maybe even three. Just because Jones is one of not a whole lot of corners in the entire league that one can match Tyreek Hill's speed more or less, but also has some ability to to play on the outside or in the slot. He mostly plays in the slot, but he's he you can bump him outside as well. And he's just he's he's one of the best slot corners in the league. So he he has that combination of just being good and being fast. Not not a lot of, of corners have that. So he he's really the ideal matchup on Tyreek Hill. And obviously, given just how fast Tyreek Hill is, he can beat you at any time. So they're gonna they're gonna use probably McCordy as help over the top in case Hill blows by Jones or whoever's on him. Um, Sammy Watkins, I'll skip to him. Uh, it sounds like that'll probably be where Stephon Gilmore goes because um, he's of the receivers that'll be on the field regularly, which would exclude like a Nicole Hardman. He's more of a, a package type of player. They'll be on the field maybe half the time, something like that. Is he's so he's uh, Watkins is probably the next quickest and just next uh, best, next best on the outside anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's it's sounding like that'll be where Stephon Gilmore goes. That a lot of the time in the past again has been where Stephon Gilmore has been. Um, so that's pro- that's probably how that'll shape out. He could also. See time on the next guy I was going to highlight, uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end. Uh, that's that'll really. They'll they'll mix and match with Kelsey for sure. They always do. They'll looks like they'll have more ability this year than normal to put. A safety, on him, directly whether it's, Juwan Williams who's gotten, time, already this year on tight ends did really well in week one against Mike Kosicki didn't play as much in week two but lined up a fair bit against Darren Waller with the of the Raiders last week and did a pretty good job wasn't perfect had a couple penalties but he also didn't allow a catch so you'd certainly feel comfortable with him there a little bit you could also put Kyle Duggar on him similar type situation he was on Waller a bit last week no penalties or anything no catches either so he had a really good showing it's more a matter um with Duggar in my opinion of how you want to use him not whether you want to use him like do you want to have him in coverage if because if you do he probably would be the better option on Kelsey than Jawan Williams it, but you'll you'll also want and I'll touch on it in a bit but you might also want him at the linebacker level 
as just an open field tackler. So that'll be something they'll juggle with a bit. Uh, in terms of the rest of the receivers, they'll probably still use like J.C. Jackson and Jason McCourty even on Kelsey a bit or even Sammy Watkins if they decide to shift Gilmore onto Kelsey at, at any point, which will likely happen at some point. Uh, then the rest of the receivers, I guess the next most dangerous would probably be Nicole Hardman. So, I mean, process of elimination, really. You're probably going with a combination of Jason McCourty and J.C. Jackson on him. You've also got a guy like a Demarcus Robinson who'd get, really, the other corner, whether it's um, McCourty or Jackson. But those those, those two, and especially Robinson, I think, because he doesn't have the speed that Nicole Hardman has. Hardman is a a mini version of Tyreek Hill in a certain sense. Not quite as quick, not quite as polished receiver, but you want a decent guy on him. So I would put the next best guy, so probably J.C. Jackson on him, and then McCourty for the most part on a guy like Robinson. But overall, too, I, I think what you'll you'll probably see is they'll play a lot of, of press man-to-man coverage uh, across the board. The only exception being with um, with Tyreek Hill, they'll probably mix and match a bit so that you'll have the option to go more zone and um, a modified double coverage on him between Jones and Devin McCourty. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how they'll handle it. That's pretty much how they normally handle it. The um, slight personnel changes on Mainly the Patriots side, but I guess both to an extent. Um, and part of that, too, ties to the Chiefs rookie running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who um, is an upgrade, as I mentioned in my last episode, over what the Chiefs have had at running back uh, really since a guy like Jamal Charles. And that's been a little bit, especially since Charles has been, had been actually healthy. That's basically the the type of running back you're dealing with. Somebody that can obviously run the ball, but is also very much a threat as a receiver. Um, so you're you're gonna have to monitor him out of the backfield as a receiver as well. Not necessarily like a James White, but a similar degree of capability, I guess you could say, as a receiver. Uh, but again, he, he's definitely someone they'll also need to account for in the running game, for sure. Even against the Ravens on Monday night, he had 22 carries. So, yeah, they're still, they're definitely still going to run the ball with him. And he's a different type of runner, which is kind of why I mention a guy like Kyle Duggar. Uh, I mean, you'd still be playing Adrian Phillips at the second level, the linebacker level as well. And it really just a larger point with him, um, with Edwards Alaire, since he's not he's not a power runner, and he has a lot of ability as a receiver. I I would lean towards not playing uh, many, if any, 
frankly, linebackers, true linebackers. The only one, I mean, you could play, you'd obviously still play Jawan Bentley a bit, but I mean, with an offense like the Chiefs and no true threat as a, a downhill running back, like there's no reason really even to play Jawan Bentley all that much aside from obvious run situations or um, short yardage. You could play him then, but other than that, I mean, I would I would load up on defensive backs. I would go, I mean, at all times, really at least three corners, possibly four, and then have, obviously, McCourty at free safety and then play a couple strong safeties. So I would probably have seven defensive backs on the field a lot if not the whole game really cuz there's no reason there's no reason to for one not have a lot of corners because the chiefs are going to play three wide if not four plus you have Kelsey who's more or less a wide receiver can block a little but in terms of his ability as a receiver you pretty much have to treat as a wide receiver so yeah you're going to need a, a lot of you're going to need a lot of defensive backs on the field and you're not going to need a ton at the linebacker level. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect much from that group at all. Um, obviously you're still going to um, play your typical defensive line again with Adam Butler, maybe, maybe not playing, probably playing, but he'll probably not much like this past week. You, you probably won't get a ton from him. So he'll be relying more on probably smaller a smaller defensive line too. Uh, you'll still play like Lawrence Guy, Byron Cowart, but uh, for the most part, you're going to be relying on your edge rusher types. You might play like a Dietrich Wise, a, a defensive tackle more, with Butler being less than hundred percent, and it'll allow for more pass rush. You'll be able to put guys like Chase Winovich, John Simon. Uh, Shalee Calhoun, Derek Rivers, all on the field at the same time. I think that's something they'll look to do because that's something, one of the, the, the best ways to um, to put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes other than just having really good guys in coverage is to, to bring a pass rush a little bit. Not, not to the point where you're leaving the field wide open, but I mean, if you have a bunch of really good cover defensive backs as long as you can trust them to to stick with their man basically if you can get some pressure on Mahomes that's that's certainly a way to rattle him so i w- i wouldn't worry just broadly don't worry about the running game necessarily have have guys like Duggar and Phillips as i mentioned that are that are capable of of tackling a guy in the open field like a a running back in the open field if Edward Solaire runs the ball but don't worry about uh, the the type the types of um, running backs that you would typically see, like even for example, like a Josh Jacobs that they saw this past week, different kind of runner. You're you're not gonna have to rely on um, accounting for Edwards Lair between the tackles really as much, and you're gonna have to account for him more as a receiver. Uh, st- going to the Patriots on offense. 
uh, I, I'd mentioned that Cam Newton is a, an element that the Chiefs haven't seen from the Patriots before. And I don't know if that's... I mean, there, there's certainly something you lose from Tom Brady in terms of just football IQ and being able to pick apart anything he sees on, from the defense. But on the other end, where whereas, as I mentioned, I don't see a lot of of power coming from the Chiefs on offense in the running game. I, I see a lot of it from the Patriots. Uh, and especially if, as I, as I touched on, Chris Jones is less than 100%, or even if he doesn't play, I mean, there, there'll be... They'll be the Chiefs will be vulnerable on the inside of their defense, the interior up front. So that's certainly somewhere where I can see the Patriots looking to attack early and often. And really they should. Uh even with that, the Patriots are better at receiver too than they were when they played them last the Chiefs last year. I mean, at that point you were relying on a banged up Julian Edelman, which is somewhat still true now. But also, Nikhil Harry wasn't a huge part of the offense at that point. I mean, you had, I think Sanu was, Mohamed Sanu was still healthy at that point, but he wasn't, I mean, he never really assimilated into the offense. You had Jacoby Myers, who was, eh. No, no downfield threat. They have that with Demir Bird now. Uh, and I would argue that the Chiefs at that point were probably, Chris Jones aside, were probably even a little bit better on defense. Uh, yeah, I th- I think it, it, the the loss of like a Kendall Fuller at defensive back hurts a little bit. They they won't be as good, I don't think, in coverage. And the Patriots are better at receiver. So you're they're obviously gonna gain a bit there. That was the passing game was I mean, I don't wanna say it was non existent when they played last time, because I mean they, they still produced a bit, but it was extremely lethargic. Uh yeah, you it didn't it never there was never a true excitement about the passing game. It just, it produced a little, but you couldn't, play to play, you couldn't really count on it, in my opinion. There there should be more explosive ability on that, in that area, uh, this time around against the Chiefs. And like I mentioned, the running game should be better, even with David Andrews out. Because, again, the offensive line, like I touched on in my last episode, looked really good against the Raiders last week. I'd expect you'd see probably, as long as Shaq Mason and Isaiah Wynn play, you'll see the same alignment of from left to right. Uh, Wynn, Michael Owenu at left guard, uh, Thune at center, Mason and then at right tackle, Jermaine Illuminor. I, I, you'll probably see that same alignment. You could see more of James Ferentz this week, maybe, just because he's been around longer now. I mean, they rushed him up from the practice squad last week, so maybe you see some of him, but if they play as well as they did against the Raiders, I don't see a need for that. 
And if they play as well as they did against the Raiders, I mean, there should be room to run the ball a bit. And, I mean, obviously that'll open up the passing game as well. So all that is to say the offense will be better than it was last year when they played the Chiefs. And, frankly, last year when they played the Chiefs, they contained the Chiefs' offense pretty well, too. And while, obviously, you've lost, especially at linebacker, you've lost a lot, the defensive backs are really the same. Uh, and you sub out Patrick Chung for Kyle Duggar, Jawan Williams. But they'll play more or less the same assignment as guys that'll switch on to Travis Kelsey a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's obviously always hard to beat the Chiefs. And it's equally dangerous to pick a team to beat the Chiefs. But I think the Patriots have a chance. I really do. I, it's their offense. The Patriots' offense is, in a lot of ways, about as unique as the Chiefs' offense. Obviously, you don't have the, the big play at any moment element that Mahomes and their speedy receivers bring. But just the same, there's maybe not a team in the league that you trust the the combination of a power running game that can set up like play action as much as the patriots so it'll it'll be an interesting fight uh i don't i think the patriots have a really good chance though i i wouldn't i i'm not going to say i'll i'll pick them to beat the chiefs but I think they are about as big a threat to the Chiefs as any team in the conference. So, yeah, they, they definitely have a chance. And I'll be curious to see how a lot of those matchups I've discussed play out. Um, that's honestly about all I have for this episode. We can keep this one short, but... Yeah, just uh, definitely be excited for that that Chiefs matchup on on Sunday. Um, I will have to um, accompany this podcast, as I always do. I'll have a short written recap, or written preview, rather, of the game. Somewhat discussing the thoughts that I've mentioned on this podcast, but also some if there's some additional points that maybe worth monitoring. Um, as always, you can find those written articles. This one, ones I've written, I'd written in the past and ones I'll write in the future on um, my blog site, which is smnewman48.wixsite.com slash sports with Steven. Of course, you can also follow me on Twitter I've actually recently changed my Twitter handle. Uh, For current followers, it won't affect you. But if you're looking to follow me in the future, just a heads up that I have changed that. It's now Newman Patscast. That's N-E-W-M-A-N-P-A-T-S-C-A-S-T. Other than that, I uh, 
hope you all enjoy this episode and uh, are ready and excited for the Patriots upcoming match with the Chiefs at 425 on Sunday on CBS. Um, And I will be back Tuesday morning with a recap of that game as well as a quick preview of their upcoming game against the Broncos next Sunday. So yeah, thanks so much for listening and I hope to have you all back in the future. Thank you.